You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Let's do this. Let me just lead you in a prayer. Let's uh, repeat this after me. Father, I thank you for bringing me here today. God, I, I consciously or subconsciously, I'm taking a step towards you today. And I choose to open my heart. I choose to open my mind. I choose to listen, not through the filter of negative past experiences, but through the filter of faith. God, and I ask you to speak to me, to reach me exactly where I'm at. God, you know me. You created me. You know what I need better than better than what I oh, I messed that up, sorry. Father, I just thank you for these people, Lord God. And I just pray, Father God, that you've created them. You know them better than they know themselves. So God, pour out, Lord God, what you have for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Please grab grab a seat. Grab a seat. Man, this is uh this is so exciting, you know. It's it's um, I I have a real estate background. I, I've been investing in real estate since I was 24 years old. Uh, I'm now 40, um, and uh, you know, so it's been a, it's been a little while, and um, you know I, I've become very good at it, and you know been invited to to speak in in many places um, just about real estate and growing wealth and things like that. Um, but there's something different about speaking to God's people. It's a, it's a different weight. I never get nervous to go on a real estate stage, but I'm always got the butterflies going before, before I come up here. Uh, but I don't, now, now that I'm up here, I'm good. I remember one of the first times I spoke in church, uh, I was so nervous the whole time I was up there, and I went to my pastor, and I, and I was telling him about it. I was expecting to get some encouragement, right, because that's what pastors usually do. And he looks me dead in the eyes, and he says, Jeff, you need to stop being selfish. And I'm like, huh? Not what I was expecting. Tell me more. Tell me more. I believe in, you know, feedback and negative feedback. And and he's just like, if you are on a stage, you know, and you're feeling fear, you're feeling insecurity, you're you're thinking too much about yourself and not the people. And uh, he said, your main goal, every time you step on stage, I just feel like somebody, you know, there's there's a lot of high-level people in here. You speak, you influence in the marketplace. And, you know, one prayer I pray every single time I go on stage, I say, God, love the people through me. Love the people through me. And when, when, you, when you come with that heart into the marketplace, into a church, uh, people sense that. Uh, they, they, they sense there's something different. They sense, you know, that, that, that you care and, and it covers up the mistakes, you know, that you're going to make because I'm sure I already made one. I'm sure there'll be at least five more in the next 60 minutes here. But, but that, that, was, that was my prayer, you know, and, um, and I'm excited because you know, I, I, I'm not a preacher. I'm up here, basically, I just want to share something that God's been working on in my life that I know. Uh, I, was, I was a little unsure, but after the 9 o'clock and then talking to some people after, uh, I know it's for all of us um, in this room. Uh, and the title of my message is, Make a Move. Make a Move, baby. It's time to make a move. Look at somebody next to you and say, Make a Move. Now, I do want to say that this message is not suggesting that you need to leave Sandy, uh, Salt Lake City. And, 
leave Awaken Church. One day, one day, uh, I, will, I will teach a message how to leave a church. Uh, I was part of a great ministry uh, in Connecticut for many years, and I was about to become ordained a pastor there uh, in 2014, and I felt the call of God to move to San Diego. Uh, long, incredible story. Actually happened through my seven-year-old daughter at the time. Uh, she woke up on a Saturday morning and said, Jesus told me that we're moving to California. And uh, I'm like, wow, babe, that's, uh, I mean, that, that's great. But, you know, I, I mean, she's a seven-year-old talking to Jesus on a Saturday morning. I don't want to discourage that. Uh, so, so I said, well, babe, that's a big move. You know, if, if Jesus really wants us to do that, tell him to tell mom and dad too. And uh, through a sequence of events over the next three to four months, he sure did. And uh, I went to the pastor of my church. Uh, I'm a military guy. I believe in chain of command. You don't just walk out of a church without your leadership's covering. Well, you, you, never, you, never leave, you never leave a church. You get sent out. Um, if, if you understand the, the power of covering and the blessing uh, that comes in that. And I went to my, my pastor and submitted it to him. And he came back two weeks later and said, Jeff, everything in my mind uh, wants you to stay. We have plans for you here. We talked about, you know, all of these things, but in my spirit, you know, you're supposed to go. And, you know, now, and man, what, what the church that he's led me to and awaken, uh, a church that obviously you can, uh, meet Jesus, have an encounter with your creator, um, get delivered of, you know, past traumas and past hurts and learn how to fight, uh, in the spiritual realm, not just in the natural realm. It's something very special. Uh, not many churches even touch that. And then ultimately get launched out into your purpose. And that's really, uh, I'm going to share a, a story in the scriptures this morning that I believe gives us a formula uh, for getting from kind of where we are now uh, into operating into our, into our purpose, right? And I, I, don't, I don't believe purpose is like, you. Ulti- I believe there's all, wherever you are in life, there's always a higher level, there's always a new purpose uh, in, in ahead of you. And, and John, I just have to say, man, when I, when, when I watch you lead worship, man, it, it's like, you, I, I am looking at somebody just operating and living in one of their purposes, one of the things that they are called to do. It's just so beautiful uh, to watch. And because this is a resource center uh, that people are going to come to this campus in the years to come to train, uh, to be launched out, I just was feeling like you need to, I, you, I don't know if you do this already, but you get up here and it's so natural. Uh, and it's just, you're not up here to entertain. You're up here to just worship and, you know, if people want to come with you, that's great. But I, I would look at like, how, how do you teach that? How do you break that down into steps? Uh, because the, the, the church needs more of you. Uh, the church needs more, more of that spirit. And, uh, uh, and, uh, it, it, they, they just do, and I and I, I was so happy to see you here because for years I just thought you backslid and left. I didn't see it. I didn't. I didn't see you in San Diego. I didn't know you moved out here. But uh, so that, that, that's a, that's a great thing as well. But but anyways, I don't know why I'm talking about the about, about this church thing. But may, maybe maybe you're in here and you're just wondering. You know, man, am I you know am I in the right place? You know, did did God really did God really call me here? Uh, have a conversation with your leadership. You know, have a conversation with your leadership. And there is a time where God will call you out. About a year ago, two years ago, when COVID hit, I generate a lot of revenue from live events and uh, real estate. So obviously real estate has done tremendously well these last two years, but live events is not a business you wanted to be in. So I remember, you know, talking to my wife, I'm like, man, we've had an amazing run in here, here in San Diego, you know, um, you know, maybe we should just, you know, just, you know, go out on top and kind of, 
you know, go somewhere, you know, a little less expensive, like that, you know, that type of thing. And we were thinking these things. It was really kind of like, honestly, it was kind of out of fear. Um, you know, so I went to Pastor Becky and Pastor John at Balboa Campus. And um, God love Pastor Becky, man. She, shoot, she shoots straight. Uh, so, you know, I just said, you know, this, this is how I'm feeling. And, you know, I'm a man under submission. We would never leave. And, uh, and she just looks at me and she says, you need to stop being so double-minded. And, um, and uh, I drive home that night just thinking, who does she think she is? You know, and, um, but, you know, but then, but then I process, you know, I, I, I truly believe, like, in, I, I love getting criticism, actually. People usually tell you the things you do great, but talk behind your back about the things that you need to improve in. And uh, so I really appreciate people that shoot straight. And I remember praying about it. I'm like, she's right. You know, I'm not, I'm the, this, I'm not being motivated from faith here. Uh, I'm being motivated by, by a fear, you know. So, uh, so anyways, I don't know who that's for, but um, let's just throw that out there. But make a move here. So let's, let's go to the scriptures here, for, uh, 2 Kings chapter 7. And I'm going to read about 7 to 10 verses. Um, but first let me set some context. So God's people right now are in an area called Samaria. And they, they're, they're always battling evil kings back in that time. But even their own king uh, was not a good leader uh, at, at that time. And through enemies and through poor leadership that were supposed to be protecting the people that weren't, uh, the town of Samaria came under siege. And a blockade, if you could picture like a perimeter uh, established around this, this area, uh, was established. And what it did is it prevented um, any inbound or outbound trading. Uh, no goods, no services, no commodities can come in or out. So now you have, you know, simple law of supply and demand, right? Supply uh, is going low. Demand is going high. Uh, so inflation really just overtook this territory. Uh, on a much greater level, it's happening today in our country, uh, but nowhere near like it was happening back in this story. It went to the place where they were paying ridiculous. It'd be like $50 a gallon for gas, you know, like ridiculous uh, type numbers, maybe more. And then it gets to the place where there are no more goods and services. And there's stories in the word about women actually having to eat their children to survive and the people eating bird poop to get nutrients. I mean, this is like a depressing, uh, horrible existence. People are dropping like flies. People are dying, right? And while this is all happening, God's heart is hurting, right? He, he is a loving father that wants so desperately to come and fix this situation. And it's the same way he feels today uh, in areas of our nation and around the world. He is looking uh, for a people that will step up, that will respond uh, to a call and step out um, in faith. So it brings us to 2 Kings chapter 7. And Elijah, Elijah is the, the prophet of the day. And if you read, uh, you know, chapter 6 before there, he actually, this is, it's a great model of how the church should interact with government, uh, in my opinion, where the, for many years up until this time, the, the Israelite king was avoiding this siege because he was just simply listening to the, the church. The church was saying, we should do this, you should move here, you should do this. And for many years, they, they were navigating from this, but then the king, you know, the king got a little selfish, and uh, they're in this situation. But Elijah replies, listen to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver. 
And 12 quarts of barley uh, will cost only one piece of silver. This is like Pastor Matt coming up here saying, by this time tomorrow, gas will be 10 cents a gallon. This is the equivalent of, <laughs> of what we're talking about. Like this, this is... This is one of those things where, yeah, you know, everything's possible, but, you know, really? You know, like, like, like what he's speaking, what he's proclaiming is just so far out there based on the current circumstances. And, you know, often in our lives when we receive promises and we have words spoken over us and we read the great things in the word of God that God wants to do, our reality usually is so far from that that we immediately discount ourselves and because of that are not able to tap in to the blessing that will come. And you see that in the next uh, verse here where the officer assisting the king says back to the prophet, all right, 10 cents, 10 cents tomorrow morning for gas, a gallon of gas. He says that couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. But Elijah replies, you will see it happen with your own eyes. But you will not be able to eat or benefit in any way because you did not attach your faith to the promise that was spoken. And, you know, you have your your campus pastor up here telling you this morning that there's an anointing today on this service for breakthrough. That, that That is a promise. That is a word from the man of God. And some of you in here will grab that promise, mix it with faith, And then you're going to go home and do something different. We're going to talk about that. And you will have breakthrough. Some won't, unfortunately. And I've sat through so many services myself. And I've been guilty of this where I didn't benefit because I didn't combine it with faith. But it all starts with a promise. So we have more to read, but it all starts with a promise. And that's really the first point in my message is that it all starts with a promise. So when you become a believer, when you start this journey... I'm, I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. I would sing it, but I, I love you guys. Um, so we, we tap into the promise of salvation, of eternity, right? We, we have a word spoken to us about a man that we've never met in person uh, that walked this earth thousands of years ago, died on a cross for us died to cover all of our sins, past, present, and future, to give us uh, an, an eternal hope uh, that we, when we leave this earth, man, we're in eternity with him, but also not just waiting till eternity, but to win on earth, to discover, you know, our purpose. And, you know, he raises from the dead for us. And we just simply have to de- make a decision to believe. And when we do, man, I remember uh, February 20th, 1999. I'm literally in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean uh, on board the USS Arctic in the U.S. Navy. And uh, I was a ball of anxiety, a ball of depression, so many different addictions, uh, so many different just ways I self-medicated myself because I was so uncomfortable in my own skin. Inside, it was so chaotic. Uh, It was so just anxiety. And I remember... This one gentleman on the, on the boat, his name's Sheldon, best friend to, the, to this day. There's something different about him. Living, if th- those of you that were in the service, living out at sea for six months, it's not fun. Uh, it's very depressing. Uh, so much negativity, so much just nasty stuff going on. 
and uh, you know, everybody is, you know, cheating on their wives, and this guy just was always talking positive about his family. Everyone else was so negative. He was always encouraging uh, and uplifting. I didn't know anything about his faith or anything. All I knew is he stood out. He was different. He was respectful when everyone else was cussing and fighting, you know, and I remember just having such a bad day, and I grabbed him, and I said, Sheldon, I I don't remember how I said it, but basically the essence, I'm like, what do you have and how do I get it? And he led me into this little storage room uh, and he, he led me through, you know, the, the, the prayer of salvation, you know, asking uh, Jesus into my heart. And, and I remember, I, I remember um, just feeling like this drop of peace inside where all of a sudden I felt calm. I felt, and, and that was such a, a foreign feeling for me. But all I knew is I prayed and something happened. Yeah. And I wanted more of that. Yeah. And it was at the beginning of a six-month cruise. And he woke me up every morning at 3.30. And we worshiped and prayed together. Uh, during lunch, he had me read the Bible out loud to him and then discuss what it meant. At night, we went around the ship and we shared the gospel. We had 63, 63 people give their lives to Christ in six months. And... And I remember being in a, a, a country called Oman on the peninsula of Saudi Arabia. And we, we put on, there's a nightclub we used to all go to to get drunk and party and do all that stuff. And outside they had, a, you know, a waterfall with a, a little pool. And uh, we put on a baptism service. That's where I got baptized. And, um, wow, I'm, I'm baptizing over here. And you have people, you know, dancing over here. You have Muslim taxi drivers right here. And, 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 and we went out, but my life has never been the same. And, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely believe there's people in, in this room right now that you don't know him. You don't know him and you need to, you know, you, 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 there, there's something in you. It's kind of like you're on the end of that line, but you just, you need to stop fighting. You need to stop resisting. You need to let him, you know, reel you in. Uh, and, and I would be so honored uh, to, to lead you in, in, the, in that prayer that Sheldon led me years ago. So w- without hesitation, I, if you're in this room right now and you've never asked Jesus in your heart, you, you're not sure um, about your eternity. You don't know. Maybe, maybe you did before, but then you kind of went back to living the same way and there really was no change. There wasn't, uh, with, with, with every eye closed, with every head bowed, um, I, I just want you to lift your hands and I want to pray with you. I know this is not something that I, I, I did in the first service. So I know, I, I know there's someone in here. I know there's, there's at least one or God wouldn't have me do it. Um, I remember when, um, when Sheldon led me through this prayer, my heart was beating fast and my palms were sweaty. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And, um, you know, so thank you. Thank you. So, you know, there, there, there's still a few more. There's still a few more. I'll give it a minute. This is, this is a sacred moment. Um, the, the, the Bible says that there, there's, a, there's a party happening in heaven. Uh, you're about to meet the one that created you, that wired you, that just has a great, great plan for your life. I'll wait about 10 more seconds. Is there anyone else I can include uh, in, in this prayer? Amen. 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 Thank, yes, yes. There we go. There we go. All right, well, I would like everyone, those of you raising your hands, you can put your hand down. And I'd like everyone just to pray this prayer uh, together. Um, Lord Jesus, Jesus. 
I thank you for dying for me. I thank you that you have a plan. You have a purpose for my life that is far greater than I can ever imagine sitting here today. God, I give you my life. I give you my heart. I ask you to take control, to lead and guide me, to teach and train me, to develop me into the person that you've called me to be. And I declare from this day forward that God, you are my father. Jesus, you are my savior. Holy Spirit, you are my best friend. And heaven is my home. Amen. Give him a big, big round of applause. Yes. <laughs> At the end of service, pa- Pastor Matt, for those of you that raised your hands, he'll give you some instructions on how the church can help you here and get you equipped, uh, you know, and just understand a little bit more about what you felt today uh, and really how to maximize that and how to gain momentum. And... Um, you know, man, you, you, you'll be amazed how much life can change. Uh, you're going to be amazed. You're going to be amazed. It all starts with a promise. I remember being 21 years old, sitting in a church service just like this and having a speaker come up. And he called me out of the audience. He had me stand up and he prophesied that, you know, God was going to use me in the area of business and real estate specifically. I was going to buy and sell properties across the country and train and teach other people how to do that. Uh, at that time, it seemed so, I was living at my dad's house broke, didn't even have my own car. Um, and uh, everything he said, you know, fast forward years later, I'm living. Uh, I'm living. But I'll tell you that it starts with a promise, but step two is that we have to attach our faith to it. We have to attach our faith to it. So when I received that word, the next morning, I received the word on a Sunday. The next morning, I went out and I applied to get my real estate license. I became a real estate agent for three years. Then I moved into investing and flipping properties. Uh, the, the, the point is, I, I received the promise. I attached my faith to it. Um, and then I began speaking and telling people what I was going to do and then took the subsequent action. So what happens is a lot of times we, we, we come in the church as kind of like a last resort. Let me, let me try this God thing, right? And we hear about these promises, but we don't do anything. Uh, and then we think, oh, well, God doesn't care. Or, you know, this Christian thing, this church thing just doesn't work. And it couldn't be farther from the truth, but it's a partnership, You know, God is calling us, when he calls you into his kingdom, he's calling you into a partnership to do life with him, to co-partner with him. It's God and son incorporated, God and daughter incorporated, where he wants to begin to walk with you and unfold the promises. So when the promise comes, you know, we activate it with our faith. Another one that I, I remember receiving, I remember, um, you know, uh, breaking up, coming out of a bad relationship when I got saved and uh, the pastor sitting with me and saying, you don't need to, you know, chase for a wife. You don't need to hunt for a wife and all that. God will bring you on at the appropriate time. And it took me three and a half years later to find one of my greatest promises, um, my wife, Claudia. But, 
but during that time, I, I wasn't out there dating. I wasn't chasing. I wasn't doing any of that. People would ask me, you know, you're, you're young. You're, you're like in your early 20s. Like, why aren't you dating? And one of the reasons I know God is real, by the way, because that, that was challenging. But um, that's something, I mean, that's something a young man can't do on his own strength. And, and but, uh, you know, but three, you know, my dad, my dad wasn't a Christian guy. He's like, what's wrong with you, son? You gay? You know, and, uh, and I'm like, no, dad, God's going to bring me a wife. And I just kept saying it because I, I received that promise. See, because in, in the Bible, there's about 7,000 promises for your life. Um, and that's why we want to read the word. That's why the first thing, sir, you know, is you want to, you know, I think it's a response line, they call it. They're going to equip you with a Bible. They're going to encourage you to read it. Uh, and then you come to places like this to, to learn more about it and how to unlock it. But when you unlock that initial promise of salvation, then the Christian life is really just learning to unlock promise after promise after promise, moving from glory to glory uh, to glory. And... And all glory is, is God manifesting through your life. It's God, it's God working through you. But we have to use, because you are created uh, in God's image. You are. We are, he is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, we are, we are body, we are soul, you know, which incorporates our mind, our emotions, and all that. Uh, but at, at our essence, we are spirit. When we leave our time on earth, it's not this you know, flesh that's going, it's, it's the spirit. So we're created in his image and everything that God created, how did he create it? He spoke it. So when the promise comes, it's important that we align our speech with the promise. And, you know, when we start declaring, God's going to bring me a wife. God's going to bring, it might be tomorrow, might be a year from now, but he has that one lined up for me. It's going to happen in his timing. I thank you that you're not late, God. I thank you that you're not early. God, you're going to use me to start a business uh, that is going to totally disrupt a certain industry if he's giving you that promise. God, you're going to use me. uh, And so we speak, but but it's, it's difficult You know, this is why, because when the promise comes, sometimes it's just not, most of the time, it's not logical. It seems so out of reach. It seems so impossible, right? But if God was just logical and God was just natural, what are we doing here today? Why, why Why do we need him? If he wasn't supernatural and he can't transcend the natural and transcend logic, I mean, our whole faith is built on a guy raising from the dead that we didn't meet. So it's like, sometimes, you know, I remember back, back in the early year, I'm like, God, I'm like, I, I could believe you that you rose from the dead, but I can't believe you're going to help me pay rent this month. Or I can't believe that, you know, you're going to help heal this sickness, right? And, and, it, and it's because, you know, it's because, you know, just be, the, this culture is so anti-God. And then oftentimes we're, we're surrounded, you know, in a negative environment. We come to church once a week, maybe twice a week, right? And then we're immersed in culture the rest of the time. That's why what Pastor Matt said is so important. It's not just about we want to take what we have here and live this, you know, Monday through Saturday. It's just not just, you know, not just checking the box. Checking a box is really, to go to church is really kind of a miserable existence. Because you know God, you know there's more for you, but you, you, t- more time goes by and you're not realizing those promises. And then, and then it's just kind of like, man, what am I doing? 
You know, what, you know, and you start questioning everything. But God is looking for those that will hear the promise in his word or get a custom promise, you know, from, uh, you know, wherever, uh, and then activate it with faith by using your speech. You know, very simply, like, if you want to know where you'll be three to five years from now, listen to yourself talk. Really? They also, you know, any, any successful business person, you know, also says, you know, look at the people that you surround yourself with, you spend the most time with, because that, that, that impacts how you speak, right? Uh, so some of us need to find some new circles. You know, some of us need to, you know, really just kind of, all right, you know, I, I gave my life to Christ, but now I, I, I'm just going to, I need to pick a team in this church to start serving, and I need to start surrounding me with myself with some people that just speak differently, that, you know, have what, what, what I want, right? So, but faith without works is what? Dead. Faith without works is dead. So, if we just receive the promise, and then we just start naming it and claiming it, but do nothing else, you don't see results. And, that, and that's where the third point comes in. Make a move. Make a move. I, I, I am at the point in my life where I just would rather get out there and make mistakes and learn what doesn't work quicker so I can position myself to what does work. But when we're in this position of double mind, I, I don't know, I don't know, and I, I, yeah, I hear the promise. I, I really felt that faith during the service. But now, you know, it's Thursday, and oh, I'm just not so sure anymore, right? So we, we, don't, we don't take the, the action. And, and oftentimes, it's because of past experience, failure, and things that have happened to us in life. I was, I'm, a, I'm a real estate guy, but I was, 2007, I was bankrupt. I lost everything after five years in real estate, $7.2 million in debt. And you better believe I was questioning God's promise. And, but I'll tell you, looking back though, it's one of the greatest things that ever happened to me because it humbled me, you know, and I didn't read the rest of that scripture, did I? So, so the promise comes, I have to read it. There's no way, there's no way, there's no way not to read it. (laughs) So now there are four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gate. Why should we sit here until we die why should we sit in church the rest of our life and not pursue his promises they asked this to each other and they spoke if we if we stay here we're going to starve and we're going to die with the famine in the city and if we go into the city i'm kind of paraphrasing some of this they're they're going to probably get 99.9 they're going to kill us right but either way we're going to die so why not go for it is, is, the, is the essence of this conversation. So the promise came through the man of God. Their faith was activated. They talk it out and they start speaking. This is, this is what we need to do. And then they make a move. And when they make a move, at twilight, they set out to the camp of the Arameans. But when they came to the edge of the camp, nobody was there. The Lord had caused this mighty army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and sounds of a great... This was four men. But he caused the enemies to think that it's army after army. And they hear this great sound approaching. Uh, So I'm going to jump down. So they they panicked and they ran in in verse 7 into the night, abandoning their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and everything else as they fled for their lives. 
When the men with leprosy arrived at the edge of the camp, they went uh, into one tent after another, eating, drinking wine, carrying off silver, gold, clothing, everything that they had, they plundered. And then finally they come, you know, they start thinking about what's happening here and how amazing. And they're like, this isn't right. This is, this is like amazing news for us. It wouldn't be right if we kept it to ourselves. We need to share it. So a couple things here. Number one is as much as you desire to step into your God-given purpose, to really find out that, the, you know, the Pastor Jurgen says the two greatest days in life are the day you're born uh, and the day you find out why you were born. As, as much as you desire that, God desires it more because he's looking through you to all the people that are going to be impacted by what you carry, by what you can bring that nobody else can bring. But I love that the solution, and then what happens in the story is they, they send word to the king. We have to share this. They send word to the king. The king can't, sends out spies, and they go to check out, verify the story. They're like, yep, it checks out. And then all the people come and benefit from the, from the plunder. Then it goes on to say, at the end of the story, that gas really went down to 10 cents a gas. Is, is, the, is the end of the story. But when we receive a promise and we activate our faith and we speak and then we begin to take the steps, we become equipped with a supernatural power. And I love that he chose four leopards, the least likely to be the solution. And I believe one of the reasons why they were able to answer the call is because they were humble. They had nothing to lose. No pride, no ego. They got to the point and there were, where, you know, I got in 1999 when I asked Jesus into my heart, that man, guy, I just, I just can't do life anymore without you, right? I, I got to that point where just all the excuses were gone and I opened myself and I humbled myself to God. So make a move with humility, I would love to add. But as they went into the camp and they caused the enemies to hear all these armies coming when it's only four men, when, when we launch out in our purpose, because we have now that supernatural power backing us, our enemies, the marketplace, friends and family members, all of that, they, they see the power. They see what's on our life, not our weaknesses. But typically, we see the opposite. We're so aware of our weaknesses. And, you know, I mean, that, that's why I think I always get nervous to just come on church stages because I'm, I'm so aware of the areas I need to approve. I'm a, I, I got a list of them. And um, I'm sure my wife has a longer list. Uh, so... It's just so the idea of God using me, you know, I'm like, who am I? You know, this, but, but we are created in his image. Uh, in the book of Psalms, David says, God, what are you that you're so mindful of me? You know, the, you know, and he goes on to say that you created us a little lower than yourself, that we're created in your image. So, man, we are all just so, so special and so uniquely made. And, um, and God just, man, he, he has, what, what I've learned is that as I've moved forward in faith, and moving forward in faith doesn't mean all fear goes away. You know, be, people think a lot of times you got to be in fear or faith. But what my experience has been, fear and faith coexist, but only one will dominate in any given scenario. I have to imagine as they press forward towards what God had for them, that they stopped multiple times along the way. 
guys, we're going to die. We, we should just go back. It's safer there, right? It's, it's safer there. You know, I, I, at least we know what the situation is and, you know, that. But, man, this is a big risk. Um, man, I wish I had more time. But I'm, I'm going to land the plane right here, guys. Um, Pastor Matt, would you, would you come on back on the stage, please? Uh, but, folks, what an honor, what a privilege uh, to speak to you today. Uh, God bless. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.